and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. We are currently in a four-part series I'm calling Living the Life. What is the life? Well, Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians chapter 3 verse 4 says, Christ who is our life. And then there's one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, which says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so the life is Christ in me. At the moment I was converted, at the moment I trusted Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Master, to be my Savior, at that moment I received His life and the Holy Spirit began to reside in me, magnifying the life of Christ in me. And so now I'm living the life. And that doesn't mean that life is smooth and life is easy. Quite the contrary. Uh, It can be really difficult sometimes. And when you trust Christ, it gets more difficult at times. But man, is it ever the life. The life of peace with God. The life of deep inner joy uh, and confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ no matter what is happening. So as we seek to live out this life There are some things that are very important, and they are being stressed. They are being dealt with here in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. On the previous podcast, we saw in order to live out the life, we have to have the right perspective. We have to have the right thinking, the right, the the heavenly mindset. Uh, We have to have eternal priorities, and we found that in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. On today's podcast, we're going to see that if we are going to live out the life in verses 5 to 11 of chapter 3, we have to kill them now. And wow, that's a powerful statement. We'll come back to that in a moment. And then if we're going to live the life out in uh, two future podcasts, we have to learn to dress for godly success. That's verses 12 to 15. And then finally, we have to be saturated with the Word of God and single-minded. That's verses 16 and 17. And those are two future podcasts. Yes. You know, as gross and nasty as it is, imagine for a moment walking along and falling into a sewer pit and being just covered with the nastiness that exists in that sewer pit. And then someone comes along and rescues you. And uh, when they rescue you, Uh, off comes the nasty clothes and then you're cleaned up and then on goes new clean clothes. I want to tell you that's exactly what we're talking about here in Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 17. You know, we have all fallen fallen into a nasty sewer pit. It's called all have sinned. We're covered. We're just that gross to God. A holy, righteous, clean, perfect God. When He sees us in our sin, He sees the nastiness of a sewer pit. But then along comes the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and, and through the sovereign design of God, uh, we are rescued out of that sewer pit. Uh, the Word of God uh, says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, For He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son. 
We were rescued out of that sewer pit. And today we're talking about uh, coming off with the nasty clothes, killing the old desires of the flesh. Um, and, and if we are going to walk and live out this life, the life of Christ, off goes the nasty clothes. Uh, let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 to 11 to see exactly what we're talking about. It says, Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead. And one translation says, Put to death the members of your earthly body uh, to more consider it dead as dead to immorality impurity passion evil desire and greed which amounts to adult idolatry for it is be, uh, because of these things that the wrath of god will come upon the sons of disobedience and in them you also once walked when you were living in them but now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have laid aside the old self with its evil practices, and have put on the new self, who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free man, but Christ is all and in all. And so here we are told in this passage, after we've been rescued out of this sewer pit of sin and, and death, that we are to put to death these earthly, fleshly members. And it goes on to describe some of those. First of all, it says immorality, and that's just sexual immorality. The, the original Greek word there is pornea, and you, you know that. That's a familiar word, pornography. And, and this is, deals with all kinds of sexual immorality. There's no place for that in the life of one who is living out the life of Christ. Put to death immorality, and then put to death impurity. Impurity is Anything that is lacking purity, it could go to thoughts, it could go to our intentions and motives, to our actions, but anything that is impure, anything lacking purity, put it to death. Don't even mess with nasty, dirty stuff. Don't go back and play in the sewer pit. Put to death passion, and passion is uh, would refer to sexual physical desire outside of God's boundaries. Now, let me just make it clear. God created human beings with a sexual drive. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with sexual desire, sexual drive, when it's inside God's boundaries. What is God's boundary? God's boundary is marriage. And marriage, by the way, between one man and one woman, period. Nothing else. That's what the Scriptures lay out. And so the Scriptures say, put aside that sexual, uh, uh, physical desire outside of God's boundaries. The next one is put aside evil desire. And that is, uh, it's, it's sexual mental desire. It's playing mental games in your mind, uh, sexual games outside, again, of God's boundaries. You know, if you have a sexual mental, mental desire and you think about your husband or your wife, uh, that's, that's pure, that's good. That's, and God gave us those facilities, but when it starts to go outside of that marriage boundary in our minds, it is evil desire. The God said, put it aside. Get rid of greed. Put to death greed. Greed is literally, the word there is literally desire for more. Now, what do you mean desire for more? Uh, well, it, it is, uh, and, it's, and it's also translated covetousness in a, in a, different, uh, in a different translation. 
uh, desire for more. I don't b- believe that that means that 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 uh, we shouldn't work and try to gather and uh, and save. There are other scriptures about that, but this is a desire that eats us up. A, a desire, you know, you don't need it, and and uh, and you're just living for it, and and it becomes your idol. As a matter of fact, uh, the next passage says, the next uh, phrase says, which is idolatry. Idolatry is nothing more than uh, self-worship. It is becoming a slave to the flesh. It is putting something, worship of something ahead of worship of God. And so, you know, in our greed, our desire for more, just me, 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 it, it becomes all about me, idolatry. And the scripture says, if you're going to live out the life of Christ, you've got to put to death these things, sexual immorality and impurity and passion, evil desire, greed and this whole idea of idolatry of self-worship. Verse 6 says, God's wrath comes on non-believers in these sins. God takes these things very, very seriously. And so he says, get rid of it because that's where it is. But verse 7 says, that was the old you. That was the way you were before you were rescued. Before God pulled you out of that sewer pit. That was you. But it's not you now. Put them to death. Don't once and for all, put them to death. Make a decision that you're not going to go there. And then as we go on in verses 8 and 9, it says, take off these things. Put us, put them aside. Uh, literally, take them off like you're taking off old clothes. And it names some things. Anger. That word anger there, it talks about a deep bitterness, a deep kind of... Uh, simmering bitterness underneath the surface. Uh, That's not a part of a person that wants to live out the life of Christ. Now, there is a righteous, godly anger against things that God is angry at, but that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about a deep, simmering bitterness towards someone else. And then it says, take off wrath. Wrath is a sudden outburst of of, uh, anger in the wrong way. Let it all pin out and just uh, get, uh, let it all be pent up and then burst out out. Uh, get rid of wrath. Get rid of malice. Uh, malice is, uh, the word there is badness in quality. It's the opposite of excellence. That's what Vine says. A badness in quality, the opposite of excellence. Malice. Don't have that nastiness in your spirit. Uh, and and uh, evil towards someone else or something else. Uh, malice. And then it says, put off like uh, taking off clothes, put off slander. And, uh, you know, when you slander somebody, you say the wrong thing. But do you know what? Tied to this word is uh, to slander is to ultimately blaspheme God as we injure others with our words. Put aside that. Don't blaspheme God in hurting others with your words. Uh, Put aside slander and put aside abusive speech or literally foul language, nastiness that can flow out of our mouths. And you know, uh, our tongue is connected to our heart. Now, you know that's anatomically not correct, but I'll tell you spiritually it is. The tongue is is connected to the heart, and out of the heart comes this foul, nasty language. And so our hearts are changed when Christ comes in, and that abusive speech, there's no place for it there. And it says, then don't lie to one another. We have to be honest with one another and and treat one another uh, with uh, respect and with integrity and and with trust and not lie to one another. That is not a part of someone that has the life of Christ residing in them. 
But then it says, put on the new self. Uh, Put on that self that that would make you like Christ. And it's for everyone that believes. It's it's Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free man. Christ is all and he is in all. There is no uh, uh, favoritism in Christ. Christ wants to live his life out in us. But if we're going to do it, part of the process, and this is not... This is not something that that is pleasant, but it's something that has to, we got to take off those nasty, dirty, sewer-stained clothes. We got to get rid of those things that from the old life, those old life habits. If we're going to live out the life, we have to deal with the old flesh patterns. We've got to get those nasty clothes off of us. We got to put to death those evil things in our lives and move on and live the new life. Well, on the next podcast, we're going to talk about putting on some good things, dressing for godly success, and I hope that you'll come back to hear that. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.